and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. Here we go. It's the Brad and Brit cast. It is uh, the last one for this week where we try extra hard and we go for seven straight hours without a bathroom break. It's something else. Oh, you're with hour six, you'll realize we're uncomfortable. I had some desperate moments the other night when I felt a pending gastronomic event taking place at Walmart. Ooh. Decisions had to be made. There are bathrooms in Walmart. It was uh, it was all right. Everything turned out okay, but it was very difficult. It was a tough time. And thanks for your thoughts and prayers. I really appreciate it. Wait a minute. So you 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 decided uh, because you're an elitist, East Coast, overeducated, doesn't understand real America kind of person that it was beneath you to go to the bathroom in Walmart. Is that right? I decided that since I didn't want to catch, I don't know, plague, that it was beneath me to go. Uh, to, but then again, desperate decisions. You had to make a decision and everything worked out perfectly. Well, as as a man of the people. Uh, having been in a similar situation at other times, I can tell you without reservation that Walmart keeps its bathrooms pretty clean. Oh, would you stop? They do. They're awful. They're the worst. There may be uh, there may be remnants of Napoleon in one of those bathrooms. What's wow. the worst? This is why Democrats lose elections. Because <laughs> they won't take a shit in a Walmart bathroom. That's why. That's going to be. This is what it's all about. When Pete Buttigieg uh, takes over and he's running for president in 2024, that's the first thing he's going to do. He's going to press to an event where he takes a shit in a Walmart bathroom to prove he's not an elitist. Which one? It, it doesn't uh, matter. Uh, okay. All right. I'm suspended. <laughs> nothing. It, it didn't make sense. Leave me alone. Compatriots. I'm sorry to the company. All right. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, foul, uh, I think I've got a new way to uh, play audio for us that's gonna not going to jam up all the time. It's going to revolutionize the Brad and Brit cast. Yeah. Can, can we test this here? And, and yeah, this, go for it. This has to do with uh, Trump showing up in Ohio on Wednesday as the great savior, the great, the great man who, remember, he was the guy that said, only I can fix it. And uh, as far as I can tell, everything is sort of back to normal in East Palestine, Ohio, one visit from that guy, everything changes. People start, even if he's the former president, even if he has no power, just his his aura gets people to do all the right things. The ground suddenly changed. You know, it was like watching the Ten Commandments with the seas open. Everything went back to It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. None of those people are ever going to forget uh, that moment that a real president, their president, I believe East Palestine voted 79% for Trump in the last election. So this was their man. This was their guy. And uh, boy, did he ever deliver. And uh, I haven't seen the definitive amount of investigation that would convince me 100%. But this is one of those, I don't know that it's true, but I think it is, that Trump showed up with Trump water, a product that has not really existed for 13 years. Thank apparently, you. He, apparently he still has some that they slap 
a label on at his, uh, you know, at his country clubs and all that, and they still call so, it Trump Water. But, what is this like old water from two thousand nine or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so he sh- This is so Trumpy, where he tries to give off the appearance of being generous mm-hmm. when this was just a way to offload crap in some warehouse in, um, you know, Morristown, New Jersey, where all the extra water was that they never could could sell because everyone figured out it was it was crap then. And by the way, I, I ran into an old Sylvester Stallone comparison video because Stallone had his own brand of uh, water a few years ago, many years ago, and he did a, a Coke-Pepsi comparison with Trump's water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he spit it out. He said, this is disgusting. This is the, it was great. This is like from 2007. Okay. Jesus. Forever ago. It's so funny. Um, but the point is here that uh, uh, would you drink bottled water if you knew it was uh, sitting there for 13 years? So I, I, I looked this up. I did the research. And uh, the fact is, of course, that you know, water doesn't go bad itself. But if you have it in plastic bottles or plastic jugs, it's those bottles, it's those jugs that deteriorate over time and uh, all the little tiny plastic particles and the, the, the breakdown. So you really wouldn't want to be drinking um, uh, water that's you know, in, a, in, in a container that's, that's that old. Um, but it's so, that's such a Trumpy thing to do, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's, it's so, so perfect. And while maybe you are not impressed, maybe I am not impressed, there's one guy who was. His name, that's when right. Donald Trump, when he's unleashed in a crowd of people, he's pretty unbelievable. If you haven't seen the tape of him ordering at McDonald's in East Palestine, treat yourself. He wows everyone in the room. Again, you don't have to love Trump to know he's really good at this. And it's real. And he feels it. That's why he's so good at it. So he's a huge threat. But in a normal country, in a democracy, you would let voters decide whether they want him to run the country again. But no, partisan prosecutors at all levels, state and federal, are trying to prevent him from running for president again. Everyone, uh, no, let, let, me, let me see if I can translate what, what Tucker Carlson just said on Wednesday night. Trump is such a tumbler. He's so at home in his element. Uh, walking up to a counter in McDonald's and having all the minimum wage workers fawn over him in a crowded McDonald's after he's just handed out hats. And he's doing his uh, Donald Trump shtick. And this is such a skill that is unappreciated that while it obviously qualifies him again to be elected president, because that's what we want, that's the most important ingredient in a president, there are evil forces on the other side that are preventing a guy yeah. is really, really well-versed in uh, how to handle himself at a McDonald's from running for president with all these illegitimate investigations where there are no facts and he's uh, clearly an innocent man. Uh, we actually have the audio of Trump standing there ordering and bragging about his skills in McDonaldology, if there's, there's such a thing. Here we go. What's your specialty today? How are you today? Nice to meet you. Hello, everybody. That's a nice, beautiful looking group of people. So I know this menu better than you do. Okay? Did you hear that? 
Brad, we may have had a problem here because we caught Donald Trump possibly for the first time in his life telling the truth. So I know this menu better than you do. Okay? I probably know it better than anybody in here. Uh, we're going to take care of the fire department. Okay. We're going to take care of the police department. So what he said there was that he was going to buy uh, food for the police and the, the firemen in the McDonald's. This is clearly a guy who, you know, he is never want to pick up the tab, right? No, but he does know the menu better than the people that work there. I mean, that is a true statement. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you give a thousand monkeys, a thousand typewriters and they type a thousand hours, they're eventually going to come up with a true statement. He actually said something that was true. Right. Although actually, if you did fact check that and quizzed him on what the McDonald's menu is today, he wouldn't know because he still thinks it's 1978 and all there is is single hamburger, double hamburger, fries, right. larger fries, giant fries, Big Mac, and quarter pounder. That's it. Do you think he ever got past that? Do you? No filet fish none of that stuff. Maybe fish, maybe, maybe. But but other than that, and by the way, that, that whole thing about the hot on the one side and the cold, I told him that would fail. I told they him it was no good. It was a loser. Right. Right. And whatever dope thought that they'd eat salads, what are you thinking? What are you, crazy? Died like a dog. Right. Right. Um, it was so crass to to show up there. It really, really was. He said in addition to his Trump brand water, he also had lesser quality water that he was bringing along as well. <laughs> Why would you say that? Because you're, you're an asshole? I mean, do, if I have to answer the question. The way he said it didn't even make any sense. I know. Well, well no, no. Again, it's not a, a, not a language. It's a brain problem. He, and the uh, the idea that Tucker Carlson is going to slob his knob over that, that's your win? Okay. Yeah, that's Great. your win. Good deal. That's your win. Well, when, you know, when uh, a Slippery Joe can't walk up the stairs yeah here's, here's trump being a man at mickey d's so uh attention attention must be must be paid all right let's go to the list here um what a real governor sounds like in smacking ron DeSantis around all right uh we're kind of a one-note johnny here today DeSantis versus sullivan DeSantis versus Sullivan, and I'm not talking about Ed Sullivan, okay? Okay. Um, stupid new TikTok challenge. Um, mega millions lottery winner immediately declares poverty and bankruptcy due to punishing taxes. Holy cow. How much did you lose in 22? In the famous game of retirement. All of those. Oh. All those kind of fun things. Uh, just do the DeSantis stuff first. Uh, tell me about uh, a governor, a real governor, telling okay. off Ron DeSantis. Are we yeah. calling him Meatball Ron at this point? Because we haven't settled uh, on a really good well, nickname. I, 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 I wouldn't. I wouldn't follow along. Yes, I wouldn't follow along with, with, with Trump on this. All right, this is the governor of Illinois, J.B. Pritzker, who I don't know where he acquired this this superhuman power. The ability to uh, speak without a teleprompter, answering a question, and not stumble, 
and sound like he knows what he's talking about. It, it, it's amazing. Here you go. So this is in, in response to DeSantis bragging about how great Florida is, how great the education system is. And um, I'm sure this uh, all revolved around uh, Florida is where woke goes to die. <laughs> Critical race theory. <laughs> All right. So here's the governor. Here's the governor of Illinois. The truth is that we, we actually have a much better education system in Illinois than they have in Florida. We're ranked higher than they are. U.S. News and World Report ranks K-12 education in Illinois sixth in the country and number one among the largest states in the country. So he's got nothing to brag about when it comes to education. So uh, so he moves on and tries to use this word woke uh, to describe everything. He doesn't even know what the word means, and he has no definition of it. It's just anything he doesn't like is wokeism. And uh, all I can tell you is that I don't know what that means. And frankly, uh, what I can say about Illinois is that uh, we're a state that cares about equity. We're a state that cares about our families. We're making the investments that are required so that our youngest children will do better and better. Um, and I'm really excited about the direction of our state, as opposed to a state where they don't make the investments that are necessary to lift up their education system. There you go. Straightforward. No screwing around, right? That's it. Oh, I like it. I like it, for sure. Yeah. I mean, Pritzker, you don't hear his name as uh, one of those that could be a possibility if, as you scurrilously texted to John the Catholic and me, <laughs> Pete Buttigieg has been clued in that Biden is not going to run. I saw, I saw a blind item, and I deciphered it, and they've given Pete Buttigieg the Iggy, and he's the only one that's been given the Iggy that Joe Biden is not going to run in 2024. That's the blind item. Apparently, this upset Brad. <laughs> it, it only saddens me that you fall for this shit all the time <laughs> it saddens me it, it disappoints me bro nobody's better than me when it comes to blind items everybody hey, what, knows it we all so see what, it what do you think of the uh the, the soundbite quality upgrade there what do you think we it's really no working food? it really you're getting to it very quickly everything's working very nicely there it is there it is spot on yeah yeah all right so more, more on DeSantis here at least this is my point of view and maybe other people notice this he really he really has studied at uh Trump University at least taking one course okay and that course is lie and be full of shit on something double down stick with it doesn't matter if you're wrong and are proven wrong. Just move on and just pile the bullshit one after another, after another, after another piece of garbage, and you will get away with it. And that's what he's doing in Florida. I mean, every day, Britt, every day, there's something new. Every day to keep himself in the news, which he doesn't have to try that hard. He is the, you know, he's the governor of Florida. It's a big job. It's an important job. And uh, it's easier for him to make the news with things that he's saying or things that he's proposing or leading a legislature down the primrose path to come up with legislation that, that he would be interested in, as opposed to his neighbor, 
down in uh, Palm Beach County who really is is operating from you know the cheap seats like he was in 2016, but he's not getting the kind of attention that he got back then. It was noted that his trip to Ohio, to Eastern Ohio, East Palestine, and his uh, uh, consoling the, oh, sorry, it was a rally, okay? They had the fucking uh, podium with the same blue, you know, thing that says Trump 24, text, blah, 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 to the, you know, to send money, okay? So it was a rally. He goes there and holds a rally. And it was not covered by CNN. It was not covered by MSNBC. It was not covered by Fox Live at all. Now, of course, if you're a Newsmax or a One America network whack job, you could have seen it live. But the fact that, again, uh, the big three said, no, this is bullshit. We're, we're not covering it. He's, he's, at a, he's, at a, he's got attention deficit problems in so many ways. But in, in this case, he, he is going to be overshadowed because if anything, if anything, um, they don't want to make the same mistake that they made in 2016, which is just giving every little appearance that Donald Trump made uh, full attention because number one, he's not a ratings getter anymore. I'm sure. I'm sure they've calculated no. that. In also, right. The way uh, you, you couldn't help it. And, you know, there weren't that many people, all, all the obvious reasons why they they shouldn't have covered it. And uh, every day DeSantis comes up with a with a new thing. And I find this to be the most interesting story of the day coming out of the uh, DeSantis world. OK, <coughs> pardon me. Um, the Fox lawsuit that they are defending the defamation suit by uh, Dominion voting their defense, their defense, a hundred percent, a hundred percent is reliant on the Sullivan decision that the Supreme court did in 1962 that raised the bar for people in the media to be able to defend themselves against lawsuits. I mean, you really have to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that that newspaper or that radio station or that TV network put out false information knowingly on purpose to hurt you and to damage you. Um, and you explained the, the history of that the other day. Most people are, are, are fairly aware of the general tenor of how hard it is to sue someone in the media, almost no matter what they say about you. Um, that's the way it's been. And it's worked out pretty well for the most part. So here comes Fox, you know, a couple of years ago, actually for the last 25 years, but specifically after the, uh, and leading up to the 2020 election, lying through their teeth knowingly about who won the election about January 6th, all the kind of things, and about this company that made the voting machines that they knowingly said were developed with help from Hugo Chavez, the dead dictator in Venezuela years ago, so that he could win elections and they could use this software to, to, to fix vote. Yeah, all the shit that they were, they were lying. They knew it and all the people they own. So here's the bottom line. Bottom line is, here comes Ron DeSantis. And guess what Ron DeSantis wants to do? 
He unilaterally in Florida with his legislature wants to pass some legislation on purpose that would go up to the Supreme Court to give the Supreme Court a chance to review and then repeal the Sullivan decision from 1962. He, when Trump said, we're going to open up the libel laws and make it eat right when he was having his war against the enemy of the people, the media. Remember, he would say that all the time. We do. Mm-hmm. Well, DeSantis is actually not just intending to do it, but he's on the way to doing it right now in Florida. He's got uh, some uh, legislator who's proposing it right now. And uh, that's the game. That's the game that he's playing. That's what an autocrat does. That's what the intent is. Uh, He already announced today, as we speak on Thursday, he's boycotting NBC News and demanding an apology from Andrea Mitchell because she said a bad thing about him, about the fact that they don't want to teach black history in Florida. And he's offended at that. And that hurt him. So every day it's a new grievance. It's a new enemy. Uh, He's the victim. The people of Florida, of course, by extension must be victims, right? Um, But the irony here is, that Fox News would definitely lose this lawsuit. Definitely. If there was no Sullivan standard from 1962, it's already pretty high and we think they've exceeded it and should be convicted and should lose the suit. But if Ron DeSantis had his way, it would be really, really easy. It'd be super easy for Dominion to go in there and take down News Corporation, Fox News, Tucker Carlson, the whole gang. Think about that. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that irony? Isn't that delightful? Isn't that sickening? All wrapped up into one little story. Well, do you think any of the people that are in touch with his campaign who are associated with Fox News, and certainly they do have those people who are pointing this out to his, his media people, hey, you're kind of fucking us. Could you back off? Well, this is not going to change what's going on with that lawsuit, right? I mean, this is, first of all, it, it, it it's not even legislation yet. Right. Uh, this is just uh, Ron DeSantis's wish list. It's not going to change an ongoing lawsuit that, that is uh, being argued under the uh, auspices of a, of, of the Sullivan ruling from, from 62, but, but you are right. Uh, they're certainly not going to talk about it on Fox. This will be one thing, and they're they're fronting hard for for DeSantis. I really doubt that they would come on the air and look straight into the cameras now and talk about this noble this noble move by Ron DeSantis and Florida Republicans to uh, roll back protections for the press and for freedom of the press to have opinions and for the freedom of the press to occasionally make mistakes, sometimes grievous mistakes, but if not intentionally designed to hurt, damage, or destroy, uh, doesn't allow you to to sue them and collect damages. I doubt that, I could be wrong, because maybe this is exactly the kind of thing that they would come on the air with a straight face and talk about what a great idea, and they would just bring up all these other examples 
Okay. Well, the New York Times gets away with it. And NBC, you know, when they blew up a car, right? That's what they would. And of course, they would ignore their own yeah. probable, possible, likely landmark decision to the tune of more than a billion dollars to punish them for lying about the election and trying to destroy American democracy. I, yeah, I, I take back what I first said. They would do that. They absolutely <laughs> would do that because their, their audience doesn't know. They don't even know about the lawsuit by Dominion, do they? Barely. If this, yeah. if this Dominion lawsuit isn't just prima facie uh, evidence, of, I mean, I'm, I'm not an attorney. I never went to law school, never even took the, I never went to law school, never took the LSAT. Jesus, but if this is not just absolute evidence that, uh, you know, th they did exactly what the libel laws are trying to protect from, and they had malice aforethought, and they were saying one thing privately and doing another thing on the air. I don't know what it is. I don't know who can win one of these suits. If Dominion can't win this thing against uh, Fox, I don't know who can win. And, 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 you know, if Donald Trump can't get indicted and convicted for obstruction of justice and trying to overturn a free and fair election and trying to stop the process on January 6th of a peaceful transition of power, if he can't get and doesn't get convicted of that in addition to um, seditious activity in pilfering um, documents yeah. top, you know, then no one will ever be able to. And so it's just let her rip. Everybody yeah. can do everything forever. So, and you know what? You're right. This goes right into that same category. If yeah. not this, then what? If this suit, then, then what else? All right. Well, we, we, we've said our piece here and uh, we shall see if, if, uh, in short order, we get some real indictments coming out of Georgia. Unless that girl blew up the case. She may have blown up the case, Britt. There was a, they, I saw, and I guess it was in the Washington Post article. They were like, a couple of the attorneys were like, well, we can't really do anything with that for the people that are, you know, for the ones that are representing the guys in jeopardy. And, but then one of the lawyers says, ah, we're absolutely going to be able to use some of her statements to help us get out of this. Don't you worry. Well, Drudge is going hot and heavy, hard. Big, big letters, front, top of the fold, whole thing. He, he, but then he links to the article you're talking about that when you read the article, that's right, it's not quite so simple. Not quite. Yeah. The the ice cream social part of that kind of fucked with me. Like the fact that they had like an ice cream social with the prosecuting team and stuff like that. I don't think it's anything, but it's also not a good idea. <laughs> it's really not a good idea at all. Yeah. As opposed to Bill Barr sharing scotch. Right. With John Durham, the uh, special prosecutor, uh, looking into all the terrible things that the Biden campaign was doing and that Hunter Biden was doing with the Ukrainians. And then he found out it was Trump all along and, and then lied about it. <laughs> exactly. I, I just a little whataboutism there. A little whataboutism. All right. I love the, I love the John Durham thing where they go. They go, oh, we, we, we have, we have uh, something that's going to be indicted. Oh, yeah, what is it? Well, it's Trump fucking with stuff in Italy. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Okay, yeah. got to take it down. <laughs> All right, uh, Mega Millions lottery winner unexpectedly declares poverty and bankruptcy instantly due to taxes. Uh, stupid new TikTok challenge. Uh, 
and or how much did you lose in 22 in the wonderful, wonderful game of life, retirement? Those three. I'll do the the, uh, lotto winner. Here you go. You know, you hear these stories where somebody wins the big one and then they don't come forward and, you know, they're going to come forward. Has there ever been like a, a billion dollar lottery that ever went unclaimed ultimately? I don't think so. I don't. Boy, I hope not. God almighty. That would be heartbreaking. All right. So this was a 1.35 billion. This was mega millions. Uh, and they had a, a limited amount of time to get it done. So the person comes forward, but Maine is one of those states that doesn't automatically identify you. And the person unquestionably had a level of sophistication here that uh, you don't often see in this case. They formed an LLC, a limited liability corporation, which uh, gave them another level of anonymity. Uh, The winners thoughtfully considering the best uses of the life-changing prize the full jackpot is claimed only by accepting the annuity where, you know, you're collected over 29 or, or 30 years. Instead, this moron is going to only walk away. This Remember, this is $1.35 billion. They're only going to walk away with $498 million after all, all the taxes. How are you going to live off that? Yeah. $173 million goes to the feds for money that won't be used to clean up East Palestine, Ohio. They're just going to use it to, like, give soldiers food and shit. And $51 million goes to the state of Maine. So what are they going to do with that? Pay teachers and shit? I Fuck that. I, I, I have no idea. Um, wow. Oh, geez. The next uh, Mega Millions is only $20 million. Oh, that's nothing. You can't, you, you can't save it worth it. It's not even worth it. Yeah. Get out of the game. <laughs> 20 million, not going to change your life. And if you took it all at once, you'd probably only get about eight or nine. So I don't know. I don't know if people who are in North Carolina where we are, they have a real good PR machine showing all the, they have the commercials showing this is what the, the uh, lottery has done for our schools. And it shows like, oh, they hired this teacher and they built this wing onto the school. Cause honestly, I can't, and I think most uh, average people can't really see any improvement in the schools from the lottery from the time that we've had it. Right. But they have a they have a big PR machine pushing out. Oh, we're able to do this, and we can offer this to the kids, and all this other shit. I I don't see it, but I'm anecdotal, and I understand. Well, you know, I I have a uh, we have an elementary school right around the corner. You know, from yeah. where I live. You know, it's 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 easily walkable, and it's it's closed down for a couple of years while they. I don't know whether they're going to completely flatten it and, and build it from scratch, but they're definitely doing millions and millions and millions of dollars of improvements. Yeah. Um, sadly, the kids are, uh, of course, learning in, in unair conditioned and unheated tents. Brad, Brad, Brad has to stay a hundred feet away from that school at all times. It's just a, a thing that they only a hundred. <laughs> it's a thing that they want him to do. <laughs> yeah. You didn't realize you could move a little closer. Money's doing something. Maybe the most money <laughs> here. All right. Uh, let's do stupid new TikTok challenge. I can't believe this. TikTok uh, is the uh, really the downfall of Western society, isn't it? Well, it's just an adjunct of the invention of the Internet itself. Uh, and I'll tell you this, not just as an old guy. I, I would never, ever 
download that to any device that I ever had. The, the permissions are ridiculous. The Chinese government is definitely using it to spy on people. I'm not doing an aluminum foil hat or anything like that. It's just, it, it's so obvious that the Chinese government is in cahoots asking for people's unrealistic and ridiculous permissions from their devices. I would never consider having that thing on one of my, uh, on one of my devices. This new TikTok challenge involves a group of kids from Long Island, New York, who decided to emulate, <laughs> this is too stupid, the Kool-Aid man busting through walls. Well, there's a current reference. <laughs> yeah, but you do see it occasionally as a bit. Yeah, yeah. And, and people, even though they haven't used that in a commercial for forever, it, it's kind of an iconic image, right? I think they used to do that as a cultural callback. The kids know enough about it to do it. Okay, so let's not I think argue. There was a, I think it used to be a cultural callback on Family Guy. They used to do that from time to time. Yeah. Um, instead of going through walls, though, they're kicking down fences. Out in Suffolk County, five minors and an adult, all males between the ages of 12 and 18, did it. One in the morning earlier this week. It sounded like a gun going off. Surveillance video showed a group. Okay, have you figured this out, people? There's surveillance video of all kinds of shit everywhere. What are you doing? Think about it. Don't you? I mean, here's the other thing. Again, I'm just going to be the old man on the porch. They do these things in the name of a TikTok challenge. Like, go and kick your 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 friend right in the nuts as hard as you can. It's part of a new TikTok challenge. That's, that's just dumb as fuck. I'm sorry. Boy, you don't get it. It's just stupid. <laughs> Be like, hey, it's not a challenge. It's like pain and it's injury and it's hospitalization, you dumbasses. The surveillance video showed a group of teens breaking through the fence. The homeowner called the cops. They showed up three hours later. <laughs> three hours later. Whoa. All right. Well, it's tough. Uh, anyway, they, they, did it, they did it at a few other houses in the neighborhood, and uh, they jumped in a car, tried to get away. The cops uh, found them and uh, did not kill them and kick the shit out of them on the spot. It was long Island. Oh, so they were white? Probably, yeah. Uh, they were just driving around kicking down fences. You're 12 <laughs> years old. It's, it's three in the morning. Where are your parents? This is the first homeowner, Mr. Diamani. Four other homes hit. Um, wow. Yeah, you're right. The, the Kool-Aid thing was in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. So that was definitely a long time ago. But you know, I guess that's the difference between now and you know when we were kids. Because if you, if you start to do the math, right, the 70s and the 80s are... Oh, 35, 40, 45 years ago. So when I'm a kid and it's uh, 1967 and I'm 12 years old, I wasn't doing things referencing things that happened 40 years before because that would have been 1925. Like vaudeville shit? You've been doing like vaudeville? <laughs> so, so popular culture. That's great. Has, All right. We're going to do the Dozy Dotes and Marcy Dotes Challenge. Yeah, that's yeah. what you would have been fucking doing. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, the Charleston do, Challenge. We're going to do the Charleston. It'd be like, it's a wonderful life when they're doing the Charleston thing. That'd be great. Yeah. 
Um, their hearing will be on March 6th. So they're going to get some, uh, some quick justice here, but, but yeah, there's thing about like, uh, uh, I know my, my kids, they, they do know a lot of stuff, you know, from out of their actual experience because of all those shows, like I love the eighties on VH one. And yeah, that's what it was. It, it, was they, they, it wasn't you. It wasn't you shoving it down their throat. It was stuff they saw on VH one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah well uh, they do i mean when you when you think about all the cultural stuff that's been built up over the years and the great dam of it and then now it's a easy it's more easily accessible than it's ever been if you right. want to so if you want to show like a 20 year old person what flip wilson was you can push two buttons and within seconds you could oh here's flip wilson right <laughs> it would be it would be that simple that's an ugly baby <laughs> 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 let's hear what we're talking about here's what you do google flip wilson and then ugly baby it's a great it great uh, uh a little piece of comedy that uh he's I mean, not he did, a, he did a stand up that was a stand up thing he's not a comedian that a lot of people talk about today but the guy was fucking hilarious and he had a hit television show he was oh. very very funny he's a he's a pioneer you know that guy rick newman the catch a rising star guy he just died Oh, wow. I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So he, um, you know, there's the comedy store, there's Catch a Rising Star, you know, Robin Williams and Seinfeld and, and you know, they, they all did their thing there. And uh, so these, these giants are, are uh, leaving us, leaving us. All right. Last one here. Last one for the week. How much did you lose in the great game of retirement in 22? Yeah, where are the numbers here? That's not it. That's not it. That's not it. That's not it. The answer is Fidelity says their average account down 22%. That's significant. That's a lot. <laughs> uh, and that's that's tough for, uh, for a lot of folks. If you happen to have uh, retired in 22 and now and you're starting to take take money or it's your parents or something like that it's a it's a tough one but uh apparently the good news is that it has not deterred people from continuing to plow money into the uh, financial markets hoping that uh well you know we could get donald trump here to save us and bring it all back because that's what we're hoping for after all he was the the great the uh you know, the great stock market guru of all, all time. What? <laughs> why don't they, why don't we always talk about that? Like, uh, why don't we shove that up their asses more often that the stock market always performs better under democratic presidents than it does Republican presidents. I mean, that's just, there's enough data over a period of time. And I think it's, it's a dumb statistic, but they throw a lot of stupid statistics at us. So why can't we throw that one at them? Well, you, you can, you know, here's another one. And I don't think this is being discussed enough. Um, and uh, you, you certainly can make an argument that Pete Buttigieg should have been in uh, Ohio, you know, the next day or, or, or the day after, after the, the uh, train wreck, to be seen. So there could be no excuse that they did the government. All right. Uh, but here's the facts. To this moment, the state of Ohio has not declared it to be 
a disaster area. Yeah, say that again. I need you to repeat that for the people in in the back. FEMA, FEMA, which is the federal government, isn't technically supposed to or allowed to come. You know, there's a there's a series of events that happen when something like this happens. And, they, you know, there's a difference between declaring something a disaster area and an emergency area. So it was an emergency, but Mike DeWine, the governor of Ohio, has for some reason not declared it to be a disaster area. And at the same time, he has said that every phone call that he's made to the federal government has been answered and they've been helpful and they've done what they can do. But uh, this is supposed to be, at first, a state response, and that always becomes a little bit problematic when it's a Republican government and a Republican governor to use the full power of the state to relieve the pain of the citizens. Because, really, uh, in true conservative Republican ideology, these folks should have just picked themselves up by their bootstraps and started marching like the Trail of Tears west. They should have left East Palestine and headed towards I-77, which is uh, about 100 miles to the west, crossed that, uh, headed further west, made it over into Indiana, and moved on and reestablished their lives. And stop asking the government to uh, pull... See, that's stupid. But that's really kind of a stereotype of of what they they believe, what they think. And, you know, this is all about Norfolk Southern stepping up and writing big checks, which so far they're claiming they're going to do, quote, whatever it takes. I mean, I've seen this. <laughs> show. You know, he keeps saying we're going to be here as long as it takes, no matter what it takes. And uh, this sounds like Ukraine. You know, it we're all the way. And, but, you know, you really can't give an end point. And um, we just haven't had another natural disaster in the country in the last three weeks yet to knock this one off the front pages. Um, but we'll have one and and soon we will have moved on. But um, I think the state of Ohio is is uh, really on the hook here. But because it has to be politicized against the uh, imagine what the response would be if you know the next day the next day joe biden said i'm coming there tomorrow i'm coming in i'm gonna bigfoot this i'm joe biden i'm this is something that trump might have done had he actually been president right they they would have been screaming uh, overreaching federal government they would have been been screaming their heads off or maybe they wouldn't have Maybe they would have made a complete exception to that because it was the Republicans doing it. But had it been Joe Biden, they probably would have said, "What? this is a state thing first. Yes. We'll, we'll call you if we need you. We'll, we'll call you if we need you. This isn't and, you know, 100,000 people homeless instantly over. This didn't happen or that. So I think, you, there, I think there has been some dithering on DeWine's behalf. I don't know if that's being played. and I don't know how that's going inside the state of Ohio. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know how that's going there, but I think it's easily demonstrable. I mean, what I don't know if inside the state of Ohio, that's something that's being that's penetrating or not, or if they're just able to kind of blame it on Biden or Pete Buttigieg or whatever. And I'll I'll, I'll tell you, you know, it's kind of a fair, fair, you know, that is the godforsaken part of Ohio, really is. Yeah, it is it's the a, poor, 
is a isn't it kind of it's, it's basically Appalachia by all means, right? Isn't it kind of yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it's not Columbus or Cleveland or 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 Dayton or or Cincinnati. Right. It's not a big right. city, and uh, it's out there, and it's not fair. It's not right. Um, it would be true probably in any state like that. It would be here if this happened in the northeast corner of North Carolina sure. in one of those counties where there aren't that many people, mm-hmm. it would get the same kind of uh, attention if it if it would have happened in, in uh, Greensboro or, or Durham or, or Charlotte. Um, and it's uh, it's unfortunate, but uh, I really think the the, the quick answer. And if you saw any of the town halls that have been held and uh, I was shocked, CNN did a town hall about this. I thought they were going to ignore this. Bit. I thought they were going to ignore the story and that Fox owned this one too. Uh, and you know, the people they're they're great. They're really, really great. And they did ask the fair, important question as to why didn't this start? Why is this taking so long? And this isn't a case of mommy, are we there yet? I mean, they have a, you do have an expectation that in an emergency situation that they come in and, and they say, look, uh, everybody can leave for a month, go wherever you want, we'll pay for it, that, that, that kind of thing, whatever that costs. That's what the railroad should have done. That's what the state of Ohio should have ordered them to do. And why couldn't this have been done so quickly? And uh, I think it's because it was hope against hope that this wasn't going to turn out to be as bad as it clearly is. That's going to render this place Chernobyl-like possibly for for a long time where uh, you can keep telling people they can drink the water all you want, but... It, it, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't seem right. And uh, well, you go ahead and drink the water. 